Thank you, Donna and Carrie. It seemed like a long way to walk just to do the one sentence. But out of this big Lazarus story, I just really wanted to focus on that one thought of Thomas's reply to Jesus. Uh, can I direct your attention to the cover of the bulletin? This is a photo that I took at Green Lake Conference Center during a week at Quest a few weeks back. The photo is of a climbing wall there that is a part of their ropes course. I'm pretty sure that's WAPO, isn't it, Etu? That's Wagemu who's climbing the wall there. And the way this particular climbing wall works is that you climb up the wall and you are connected to a rope for safety. Um, and when you get to the top, you climb using the hand and footholds. And when you get to the top, you zip line down to the bottom. You're connected uh, with this rope to a group of three or four people on the bottom who are holding you in place as you're climbing so that you're safe. Uh, for many of our students, it is one of the favorite activities of the week, the afternoon or two that we get to spend at the climbing wall. I will be honest with you, I've never done a climbing wall. I've watched, I've cheered and encouraged, I've taken pictures, but I've never done the climb myself. I don't remember climbing walls as a kid. Those of you who are in my age bracket, or do you remember climbing walls as a kid? According to Wikipedia, they came, they they became a part of the culture in the 1930s. But I certainly don't remember them in Frankfort, Indiana. But when I was younger, I did love to climb. I was a tree climber. Many of you in here, probably most of you, have heard the story of my first date with Judy, which consisted of climbing a tree by the tennis courts at Milligan College. Now, there are several trees on the campus of Milligan College that I love to climb. In fact, there was this one tree just right outside of Sutton Hall, that's the dormitory that Judy lived in, that I would climb, sit on a branch with my back against the trunk of the tree, and read. While I was in college, I also really enjoyed bouldering and free rock climbing. Do you know free rock climbing is where you climb without ropes? Um, and I have a picture of me climbing up the outside of the college chapel using the large corner blocks as handholds and footholds. I used to just dig going up. I love to climb. And when one is determining how to climb a tree or a rock face, one stands at the bottom and just looks up. One decides if the climb is worth the taking, worth the risk of falling, and a plan is made as to how to do the climb. One thinks about where feet should go, and one thinks about where the hands should go, and one plans out the process for climbing. Of course, once you're actually climbing, things happen. 
A toehold might not be where you thought it was, or a branch of a tree may be too weak to hoist your body, so you have to adjust along the way. But from the bottom looking up, you become determined to climb what is before you, and you make the decision that to climb is worth the risk. You make a plan, and based on that plan, you climb. The scripture lesson today is a single verse. And Thomas said, let us go as well, that we may die with him. It is a verse taken out of a much larger section that tells the story of Jesus and his friend Lazarus. Lazarus lives in Bethany, which is about a mile and a half to two miles uh, east of Jerusalem, just past the Mount of Olives. Lazarus gets sick, very sick. His sisters, Mary and Martha, pay to have a message sent through a messenger to Jesus, who is up in Galilee, to tell Jesus that their brother is very ill. The message has to travel 80 or 90 miles or where to wherever Jesus is in Galilee at the time. Now, in addition to it being his home region, there were reasons why Jesus does much of his ministry in Galilee. You know, there's Judah, and then above Judah, there's Samaria, and above Samaria, there's Galilee. And most of Jesus' ministry happens up in Galilee. In the synoptics, we don't find Jesus in Jerusalem till the last week of his life. For one, it is safer in Galilee for a revolutionary Messiah to speak up and speak out. In Judea, and especially around Jerusalem, the military presence of the Romans and the sometimes overzealous local authorities could wreak havoc on would-be messiahs and misunderstood revolutionaries. The pages of history are littered with the deaths of inspired insurgents who tried to stand up against the Roman oppressors and who died because of it. In Galilee, with the Mediterranean on its west border and the Sea of Galilee on its east border and the region of Samaria forming its southern border, there is a sense of isolation without a lot of interference from the Judean political regime. So, while Jesus is confronted on a daily basis by those who disagreed with him and who challenged his allusions to messiahship, the heavy hand of Rome was a fairly distant threat in Galilee. The message from Mary and Martha present a quandary for Jesus and his disciples. While his popularity remains strong among the peasant class and true believers, the reaction against Jesus is growing stronger and stronger. <coughs> and the idea of leaving the relative safety of Galilee to venture into a more inhospitable territory of Judea is daunting. Jesus knows this. His disciples know this. But now there is a request from dear friends for Jesus to travel south to the heart of Judea, two miles outside the capital of Jerusalem to see an old friend who is sick, sick to death. And Jesus hesitates for a couple days, perhaps because he is afraid, or perhaps because he is making a plan, a plan for a safe trip and an undercover visit. 
Or perhaps he waits because he knows that once he goes, he is going to be exposed and plans to make the biggest splash possible. After a couple days, Jesus says to his disciples, let's go south. Let's go see my friend Lazarus. He needs our help. The disciples, to a person, and very understandably, try to reason with Jesus about the danger of going to Judea. There's talk about stoning and murder and suffering. Surprisingly, there's no talk about crucifixion, because that just seems so ludicrous and over the top. Jesus listens to their arguments and then responds, It's time. It's time to go to Jerusalem. It's time to turn up the light. In Luke's gospel, while there's no story about Lazarus, when Jesus makes his decision to head to Judea, the Greek of the gospel says that Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem. If you think in terms of an old Western movie, Jesus has decided that now is the time. It is high noon at the OK Corral, and Jesus is willing to experience the heat and the pain and the struggle that he has known would come in response to his message of love and forgiveness and the incoming kingdom of God. And once Jesus comes to Bethany and calls Lazarus, now dead Lazarus, out of the tomb, Jesus' fate is sealed. A Messiah who preaches hope is one thing, but a Messiah who also raises people from the dead is not a Messiah that the political leadership can abide. And so plans are made to do away with Jesus. Jesus, by going south to Bethany and then by raising his dear friend Lazarus in setting in motion what will come, what will happen in the coming days in Jerusalem, in Gethsemane, at Pilate's palace, on the cross. I am making an assumption here, but I am assuming that Jesus has given his disciples an out, telling them that he is going, but if they choose not to go, they can remain behind. There's just something about, G or about Thomas's words that caused me to think this. I am imagining the grumbling and consternation from the disciples when Thomas speaks up and says, let's go as well that we might die with him. Some think Thomas is being sarcastic. Sounds a little sarcastic. Some think Thomas is being fatalistic. Sounds really fatalistic. Some think Thomas is being pessimistic. Some think Thomas is showing his doubting personality. I think Thomas is standing at the base of the tree, looking up and determining that it's worth the climb. I think Thomas is being real. No blather, no piety, just the simple truth. We're called to follow Jesus and we follow Jesus, even when it entails sacrifice, even when it leads to struggle. May we all have the determination and courage to step out and step forward as Jesus calls us to climb out of our places of comfort and into the fray. As Jesus calls us to love unconditionally, to seek justice for those who are mistreated, to walk beside the bullied and the underdog, to stand up to those who would diminish the personhood of those 
whom God loves dearly. It's worth the climb. Amen.